Hello there, everybody. Just jumping in here before the episode starts uh, to let you know that my audio for the first half, maybe a little bit less, does have a, a minor uh, technical difficulty that you may be able to hear and detect. Uh, it does get better as you go on. Uh, sorry about that. I uh, hope you enjoy anyways. Thanks. Slow down, flip us over, and celebrate. The Turn Turtles are here. Hello and welcome everyone to episode number 33 of the Turn Turtles Board Gaming Podcast. We have a rip-roaring episode tonight, Adam. What's on the table? First, I want to know why it's rip-roaring. Well, you tell us... Other. You tell us what's on the table... And then you'll find out yourself. Okay. Yeah. So on the table, uh, we are going to be talking about what we played, which is actually more than usual for me, which is kind of neat. Ooh, sounds rip-roaring. I guess that's already kind of rip-roaring. Yeah, here we go. We're going to be talking about the super abstract issue of if we had to only own three games, what would we choose? To Matt's utter dismay, I think we're talking about this. The why would we do this to ourselves episode. <laughs> I was curious. I mostly just wanted to hear your list, and I thought, why not just talk about it and record it? Sure. And Sounds we fun. also have an email that we're going to be reading and responding to. Are we going to read it? Actually. It seems nice and personal. I think we can just maybe thank him. Um... Sure, we can probably summarize. Yeah, sure. Yeah, that sounds good. Let's do yeah. that. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for laying out the table so splendidly. And since you have so much to talk about this week, why don't you kick it off? Uh, it's only so much in like the relative context of my usual very little. But um, the first thing... I'm going to talk about is the simple would you call this a childhood game like a kid game downforce I don't know if it would be a kid's game there is like a kid mode that I played with my kids yeah but there's so also we, yeah so downforce is a, a car racing game and it's a game where um a bunch of cars are all lined up on the tracks and there is a phase where you uh, bid to own cars and then a race happens. Lay down cards that will usually move several cars at once. So you're trying to move primarily the cars that you are uh, in charge of. Have some stake in. And then there's also a couple of places in the game where you uh, place your bets and you can get money if you or points of money. One of the two. On if you decide that maybe some other car or your car is going to win, and then you three times hedge your bets and try to make a little bit of trying to figure out um, places where the the roads collapse down to one little lane, and the cars have different powers that you can use once in a game, and a little bit of strategy around getting around other cars and trying to. St- stick other people in a situation where they can't move any forward 
move farther any forward and uh but that's it, one of my that's one of my favorite parts yeah. when i played with that that is more like the elaborate thing if you've played camel up or camel cup before you kind of get the the gist of it you're trying to guess which camel's gonna or race car is gonna win and the better you are at guessing which one comes first second third that kind of thing the better you'll do in the game yeah however i played with my five-year-old and two three and a half year olds and there is an easier game mode where you just pick a color of car and you want that one to win and then you draw three cards off the deck and then you you play one you run out so let's say red gets to move five yellow moves four green moves three whatever you run those and then you draw a card after it so the girls wanted to win, but they were just happy counting the different colors of the cars down the track, the different number of spaces. But my five-year-old was getting some of the strategy. So she's like, well, dad's ahead, so I'm not going to play the blue car because he's going to win. So right. I'm going to play a, a card without the blue color in it. Or there's a couple wild cards in there that you can play. So that was that was super fun. I really enjoyed playing that with the girls. and. If it's anything like Camel Cup or Camel Up, then it's going to be really enjoyable with, like, I think you could play up to seven. I forget how many cars are in there. But it was really it's, enjoyable. Yeah, I don't know if I mentioned it, but you also gave it to us very kindly. So that was yeah, it, awesome. Two I, to I six like players. Two to six. I thought it was six. I feel mm-hmm. like you could also simplify the normal version by just getting rid of the bidding section. Sure. Like if you have an even number of people, just just split up the cars and then skip that whole section because that's kind of the most complicated part ironically right and and if there was like a downside it's that you start with this kind of like i had to get past that part to the other part because the boys were already starting to to fade out like okay so we're just like putting money down and maybe i'm not gonna win it and like that the word I'm looking for, like, like the auction part, or yeah, like the auction. Turn... That's what I'm talking oh, about. Oh, okay. You could you could get rid of that whole part just by sharing the cards. Like, just give everyone two or yeah. whatever the number. If you have a, if the if the numbers work out, right. So yeah, the point is, if you really want a car that has a certain power because you really like that power, then you pay more for it. And at yeah. the end of the game, the money that you carried over from the auction. And the money that you win on betting on which car is going to win, you combine the two. So if you spent very little at the auction, but then also did really well in the race, then you can win, hopefully. Yeah. And playing with a bunch of little kids, the powers were not even that well understood because we didn't play right. the kid mode. So they really were just betting lots on the color they liked. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, we didn't play with with the powers either we just played straight up race yeah we did play the powers they just didn't understand them and i had to tell them when to use it oh yeah what a great dad did you win uh i didn't win actually wow i mean i was you know helping them and you got destroyed by children (laughs) (laughs) i think we were playing teams as well so like my wife was helping somebody and then i was helping oh, yeah. and then so there was a bit of that and then also trying nice. to tell them what to do through the whole game anyways 
Uh, I had a chance to play another amazing round of Eberdell just yesterday Woo! and teach it to two people, which is why I think I got invited to this one. Cool. Folks didn't know how to play. So I got to teach it and play a round of the base game. Uh, the other guys loved it. They they came out really, really happy with the experience. Uh, that's always fun. I I managed to build the castle and the palace with the king and uh, get a couple of events. So I had like palace and the castle and my tableau was. Nice. Yep. So you dummied the noobs. Uh, it was very, very close. Oh, okay. Uh, I think I won in the end, but yeah, it was. I had the worst starting hand like you could possibly have. I think I started with the king and the castle, which is neat that I had the pair, but I, you can't do that for a long time. Oh, and yeah. I started with two ruins, which are the cards okay. that let you destroy a building in your tableau for zero points and take their resources. Right. So, like, that might be the worst possible hand you can imagine for starting, and then one other one because I was the first That's player. Funny. Yeah. So. Uh, I imagine. Then, I imagine the ahead. other terrible Everdell starting hand is any hand where you have Everdell cards in your hand. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> there it is. Uh, that's fun. Are we allowed to know who you played with, or is it a secret? Uh, no, it's not a secret. Um, you. One one guy whose whose house we played at, I met for the first time, uh, and his family. So I didn't know him before this, but you may remember uh, my friend Dave. We used to call Portaluzzi Dave back in the day. I knew you were gonna say Dave. If yeah. I had to guess, that's I, that's who I would have guessed. I mean, I also have more than one friend, old friend that I don't see too often named Dave. So uh, the chances it's- are pretty good <laughs> betting on Dave. <laughs> But. I'd be really good at downforce the betting as well. <laughs> uh, and then finally, we had the chance to play one of my favorite types of games, which is uh, a beige, boring-looking medieval type of uh, worker placement. <laughs> and we played Lancaster with uh, EJ and your wife. Yep. And that was great. Um. Yeah, yeah, Lancaster. Do you want to talk about Lancaster? You probably played it more than I have. I have only played it once. We played it oh, the really? one time. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'm part of the board game barrage uh, Discord, as you all know, and one of the moderators on there, Woggers, he like his avatar even is the Lancaster box with Woggers instead of Lancaster. It looks very nice, but he oh, champions yeah. this game up and down. So when I saw it. On the used market, I thought, I'll get it and give it a try because he loves it so much. It's a game by Queen Games and designed by Matthias Kramer. Um, I don't think I want to get too much into it, but we can talk about the everybody's got a stack of knights and they're from level one to level four. What I love about them is the ones are super skinny, like they don't stand super tall but the twos are double that and the threes are triple the one and the fours are quadruple the one so you can tell right away like the power level of wherever your knights are by how tall they are which is a really cool idea yeah 
And then you're sending your knights either to your castle to get resources that only you can get. You're sending them out into the countryside. I'm not really sure, like, are you just kind of like stiff arming people into supporting you? I don't really know exactly the <laughs> theme behind that one. Well, they're little fortresses, right? I took it as like you're you're like claiming land anyway. Right. You're like, Doesn't... okay, this is mine now and you support me now. <laughs> yeah. And then you kind of leave it again, right? So I'm not sure how it actually Yeah. Yeah, so the game sense, has but... five fixed rounds, which is also a little different from what we're used to in gaming. Nowadays, anyways, it seems like there are different game end conditions, but this one is a fixed five rounds, which is fun. You can also send your knights to go down to fight the French, which are we all, we all are want to do at one point or another in our lives. <laughs> <laughs> That's a nice look from Hannah. <laughs> <laughs> and then if you do that, you you can get some resources and get points based on how well you did multiple people being able to do that and then i think one of the coolest parts is you can bump people in this worker placement game so if i put out a, a level two knight adam can bump me with a level three knight and then i get mine back and i i try to place them again but throughout the course of the game you're also earning squires which are these little white meeples and they count as one extra power if you put them out with a knight However, at the end of the round, any squires on the board will get put back in the squire pile. And any squires that get bumped, so if Adam has a level 1 knight and a squire that counts for 2 power, but I put a level 1 knight and 3 squires that's level 4 power, then I bump his squires right into the squire pile right away and he loses them right away. Yeah, they get Fetchilavashed right out of the game into the squire <laughs> pile. Their mother was a hamster and you never see them again. So it, I love the, and I, I didn't do it very well. I think Meej did it pretty well. Um, playing that, that bluffing game of when do I put out my squires and how do I, how do I muscle my way into the, the regions I want yeah. without leaving an opening because now everybody knows that I have, uh, not enough squires left to get my level one guy into the level four space that you already own, something like that. There is a bit of hidden information in it. Uh, people don't know how many squires or money you have. And right. the coolest part is the laws, I think, that you vote on at the end of each round. Yeah, yeah. The laws affect things. They're very, very simple, but the three that are current so you'll vote on three new ones if everybody votes up one then it'll bump the line down and the the oldest one will get knocked off and then if you vote uh, a law down it just comes right out so at the end of the the voting phase the three ones just happen in order so they could be anything from from like i don't know spend a dollar and get a squire and do that as many times as you want to near the end it was mainly getting things for points that kind of thing right and they get more more interesting they're not all that basic but it, it was super fun looking around the table and seeing what people would have like at a certain point there was a law that said if you have your level three rank guy out on the board you can upgrade him to your level four rank guy at the end of the round 
And you and I voted that one in, even though at that round, you were the only one with a level three ranked guy on the board. Right. And Hannah and Meads looked at me and were like, why are you voting that in? And I laughed because the next round, it would still be a law that I would yeah. get to take advantage of. Yeah. Whereas they had already had their fourth guy upgraded and they wouldn't be able to take advantage of it. So, yeah, I helped you a little, but I screwed them over a little and I got something out of yeah. it too. Yeah. Yeah, there's mm-hmm. a lot going on and I really liked it. It it has the same, like I said, kind of older look. The meeples and things are simple squares and uh, the design's not super pretty, but something about it is kind of classic looking, I think. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, you covered it nicely. I don't think I have too much to add. It's only a 2011 game too. It's not like it's a, a 98 1998. Yeah. Yeah. Neil right. Van Dees Wheat. Nailed it. You just lost a lot of people. Oh, no. <laughs> Not all our <laughs> listeners. <laughs> <laughs> or do you mean friends? No, I mean like, yeah, people who don't I, know French. Lost a lot of friends. I just said 1998 in French. It was probably... The only year that we had proper French tutelage in grade school. So that's the only year I can remember how to say. Yeah, my French. I've <laughs> actually done some. Yeah, this is going to be quite the tangent, but I've done more French like in my adulthood than I ever did in my um, childhood. Oh, and yeah. yeah, it's. I'd like some of those younger years, I just did like, I paid zero attention. And no. then when I got to like the later years, I'm like, oh, this is all cumulative. This is, <laughs> this is a really big problem because I don't know <laughs> some of the basic building blocks here. Yeah. So I had to like to really flub my way through uh, some of those later years of French <laughs> here in Canada where we have to do that. Yeah, you uh, have to do it in grade nine. But I took it all the way to grade 11, passed it, and then I didn't do grade 12 because I stopped caring about school in general. <laughs> right. Maybe that's for another podcast. Yes. So dun, I'll dun, get dun. back to board gaming. Board games. Um, in the last few weeks, because we're recording the night before we put this episode out. So it's been like three weeks since we recorded last. That was before February even started. So Hannah and I played Evergreen again, and Hannah won, as she is wont to do. We played Lancaster. We played, I played Downforce with my kids. So if you didn't know, Downforce is at a lot of Dollaramas in Ontario for $5. So that's why you got it, Adam, because it was only five bucks. Um, Still appreciated. Yeah. It's by Restoration Games and designed by Wolfgang Kramer, who has a lot of clout behind his name, but also Rab, Rab, Rab. Rob Davio had his hand in it too as well. So it's got a lot of pedigree, as they say. I'm looking to see when the original Downforce came out because I didn't re- I didn't see the, the Restoration Games publisher until after we played it. And I was oh yeah. Pleasantly surprised to see it. Because I also have that um that lava mountain where the 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 uh the mountain like spits out the marbles and they knock over the little dudes from restoration games i forget what it's called 
Skull. Fireball Island? That's the one. Fireball Island. You have the really old one or the newer one? So I have the newer one, but the first run of it. So the box is like still kind of crappy and stuff. Um, I'm told like the the restoration published (laughs) version has like a different like the 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 revisions are pretty different between them because the guy I work with also has it and his box like fits everything really nice and it's a little more sturdy and stuff and mine is not that way. How did I? Maybe I did know you had this, but I don't think I knew. I almost kickstarted that. I had it like. I think I did kickstart it and then I I reversed it because I was like, "Ah, I don't want to pay the money for that game. I don't know if I'll play it, but I really want to play it. Yeah, it's I I got it to play with the kids. I actually asked for it for my birthday because I thought the kids might enjoy it like years and years and years ago. Yeah. Um, Yeah, it's it's okay. I don't love it, honestly, but it's neat. Uh, I just like the idea of the marbles rolling down the thing and hitting the people. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I wouldn't mind playing it with adults because part of my opinion is based on always playing with little kids. Oh yeah. So yeah, maybe maybe we should do that. Sure. It, that'll probably be like a two game night because I can't imagine it's too long. Then we'll no. play something else with it. Sure, I'm in. Let's do it. So another wonderful thing that happened this week is I got strep throat. I think I may have been battling this for a little <laughs> while. <laughs> I don't know. Like my ears are infected and then my throat started hurting and then my neck started hurting. And then I, it, the sound of a low rumble, like a truck driving by constantly was in my ears. So I went, okay, well maybe it's time to go to the doctor. So I've been home a lot on Facebook. Not too long ago, I posted on our turn turtles, Facebook page, about a sale at Walmart for the Unlock games. They were selling $15 for a box of three, and that was a really good price. So I picked up the four copies that they had. Like They had like 30 copies or whatever, but four of them were... They had four different ones. Right. So there's different combinations of three Unlock games in each box. So Hannah and I have now played four of those single, and this is tricky to explain. I think I'm just talking myself into a corner. So we finished a box of three, and we played one more extra one. Okay. We are ranking them as we go. So I'm going to tell you the worst to the best. Okay. And now the worst one, we, we both agree on the ranking both Hannah and myself. So the worst one is Tombstone Express so far. And not only this one is like a the old timey West where they're trying to make a the I guess the US is trying to make a peace with the natives by bringing back some jewel that they stole but then someone stole it on the train. So before you have an hour to complete each game and before you get to the hour where you get to the place you're supposed to be, you have to find out who took the the gem on the train. But you you talk to some okay. unsavory characters. One of them, it's insinuated, is uh, a lady of the night, and I a remember place of ill repute. 
Yeah, but it's on a train, so the train car of ill repute. Trains are always places of ill repute. Don't listen to me. (laughs) (laughs) So halfway through this game, I remembered that I had already played this one. And we played it years and years and years ago, but I did not remember until we were halfway through it. But I didn't remember all the puzzles, so it was fun going through that again. But at the end, we lost and were a little dumbfounded as to how we were supposed to win. And I remembered feeling that exact same way last time we played. So it's kind of like, I've already played this one. Shouldn't I have just easily won? And the answer is no. I'm a dumb dumb. I've done one of those with you. I forget which one it was. Oh, yeah. It might have been Tombstone Express. It's was it on a train? Possible. I'm trying to remember. It had an app that went with it. Does that? Do they all have? Yes. So the unlock games do, and they're okay. just a deck. They're a deck of cards, and then you flip over a card, and it tells you what other cards to grab, and you go and do the puzzles. I think it so was I, a train. Yeah. Well, it might have been this one then. So you, yeah, you could might be. already know it. The second one we did was a no side story, and that was. It's just a a made-up thing of their own invention, I guess. It was okay. It was nothing crazy. The third one was The Formula, which was pretty cool. That one, you're, you're part of some government agency who had a, a chemist go rogue who made a, a chemical for the government, but then decided he didn't want the government to get the chemical. So you're sent into his lab to try and retrieve that formula that one was pretty good there were some cool puzzles and i I felt really clever during that one and then the best one so far and the hardest was the adventures of oz now this one the other ones are about an hour long and this one took it that says you have an hour and a half to do it Mm -hmm. so it's just the the wizard of oz storyline pretty much but then to do the puzzles and that kind of thing is neat. I I love the the theme, how they were able to bring that story into an escape room type game it was a lot of fun. Oh, uh, okay. And Hannah was really on her game that night. Like she figured out a lot of the puzzles, which was really fun. As if We've like finished. that's uh, an option that what? she's not. Oh is Hannah never not like at a hundred ten percent? You know what it probably was that she really wanted to show me up that time. And the other time she wanted me to feel smart. That's uh, probably okay. what it was. All right. <laughs> so this one is good. If you know the story of the Wizard of Oz, it'll help you along a little bit. And if you don't, you could probably still do it. I, I think it would be doable. But it, I think it's more fun if you know uh, the IP. All right. So I think they're good. So we're done one box out of the four. And since you can just like reset them and pass them along, I think that's what I want to do. And I I think if you want to play these boxes for free, then and you live nearby or whatever, then email us at the turned hurdles at gmail.com and sign up and then we'll pass out these boxes and then you can play them, reset them and give them back. And then let's say it's like a library or whatever. You have a month, you have a month to play them and give it back. If you don't play it in a month, you're probably not going to play them and just give them back. 
And then we'll like cycle all these unlock games through our listenership and through our friends. And I think that would be a fun idea. Well, that sounds super delightful. Everyone can play them. And if they don't give it back on time, you can start charging like five cents at a time. No, I'm not going to charge anything. I'll just cry. I want like library level fees. (laughs) A nickel a day. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we're going to keep a a running tally of the best and the worst and make a a list. I like that. If we like the last one, we won with 15 minutes to spare. If we win by wide margin, we're going to write that down too. And then if you play these ones and you like narrowly beat us or whatever, I think that would be fun, fun to figure out. Cool. Yeah, that's all I have to say about my weeks. I'd also love to hear what all those people think of those games. That's true. Yes. So if you you play these unlock games, then just write a, a little summary and rank the, the three that are in the box. That'd be fun. Mm-hmm. All right. So we can move on to the topic of the week, which is if you could only keep three games... Which ones would they be? Now this is fun because I wrote a bunch of stuff in our in our show notes, and you have nothing. So I wrote nothing. We're gonna figure out. It's a surprise what you think, but you... I actually meant to tell you to not write it, and I was gonna try to guess. Oh yeah, did you read and it I... already? Yeah, and I forgot to ah. tell you. So okay. Oh, I wrote one thing down here that I'm excited about for the upcoming week. Tomorrow I'm in a crokinole tournament. Oh, I might be there. Oh, yeah? Cool. I need to confirm babysitter still. Oh, yeah. That's my first ever invitation to a Crokinole tournament, so I'm excited about it. I hope you I come. Am. The previous two I- years, I've been either in second or third place of the entire evening. Oh, wow. Yeah. Are you keeping I'm- both cheeks on the chair or just one? Both cheeks, yeah. I'm a force to be reckoned with in Crokinole. Wow, I didn't know this. Maybe not in normal board games. Yeah. But in fl- finger flicking activities. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, I hope you get out then. I, I didn't know this. We're going to go to the same tournament. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I have played very little Crokinole in my life. Like, I don't even know all the rules. So, this could be a. Maybe this is our favorite new activity and we just stop turn turtles and just go crokinole only. Crokinole turtles? <laughs> I can Croconurtles. see the merchandise already. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, let's get back to the topic of the week. So we can only have three games. The rest of our games we have to burn on a pile. Now, we did not say at the beginning any of the stipulations like if i pick a game do i get all the expansions to, that go with it um yeah i know we didn't talk about this at all I, I i assumed expansions as part of the game like okay um yeah like the game in its final state and a lot of these things end up selling a version where all the expansions are in it anyways yeah big box version yeah so i think that's allowed all right, so am I allowed doing like Neilan of the board game barrage in his top fifty of all time likes to put the exit games 
like that line of escape room as one because he really likes those, but you play them once for an hour and then you're done until they put out a new one. Can I oh, okay. choose the exit games? Uh, I mean, sure. This oh, is, yeah. Wow. This is Wild West willy nilly. It really is. It's almost it's, like we just threw this out and uh, never talked about it again. It seems like you don't care at all about rules. <laughs> I'm more just curious to see where you land. Like, All right. I, well, I, I'm already surprised, honestly, if this is one of yours. So, well, I, I'm spoiler alert. I did not pick the exit games or oh, any okay. escape room games. So, one of the the things that there are a couple game types that are automatically out the window when you talk yep. about th- three games you're keeping. You're not going to keep any story game or any game that has a conclusion, like an exit game or unlock because once you've done them you can't do them again like even right. near and far if you play it eight times you pretty much know everything that's in there yeah it's out the window you're not going to keep that for the rest of your life you can't do really any campaign games under the same thing so like we played gloomhaven for over a year but if i'm keeping three games for the rest of my life then that's out the window too i'm not going to play gloomhaven for i'm going to live till i'm 100 i assume so another 57 years all right am i another 90 years so (laughs) even though i have frostbaven i'm not gonna play it till i'm 143 so out it goes and legacy games like some of my favorite types of games i cannot keep I love campaigns. I love story and I love legacy games, but yeah. you've forced me into a corner where I can't have any of them. That's right. And we're still friends. Yep. All right. So I mean, some of the things- and by forced, you mean like I kind of suggested this and then after some complaining, you said, okay. And then we ran with it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Some of the things I had to consider, or I think that one should consider our player count. How many friends are you going to inevitably have to play these with? Yep. The weight of the game. So you don't want three games that are all terraforming Mars weight. You probably want a little variation. And then like, I am a sucker for a theme, but at three games, does theme even matter? And I'm going to say not really, because you want three games that feel different. But if you have a space game, a fantasy game, and an abstract that all do the exact same thing, Mm -hmm. that's a lot less mattering. Like You don't care about the theme as much. If you get three abstract games that do wildly different things, that's more important, I think. So what I wanted was replayability so I can play it till I die and be happy with that and things that feel really different. Mm-hmm. All right, that's my whole preamble. Are you ready? Yep. All right. So my small game, these are not in an order of I would keep this last or first. These are just, I got a small game, a medium game, and a heavier game. I would pick So Clover for my smaller game, okay. which also plays the most. So I would never play this more than six. You can play it with groups of 20 if you want, but please don't. So Soul Clover is probably my smaller party-ish game that I would keep. My expansion question was for Dominion. Because Dominion is my medium game that we would keep. Yeah. I would 
Hannah answered these questions as well, and she picked Dominion too. But Dominion has so many expansions and cards that the replayability is infinite. You'll never yeah. run into the same combination again. Yeah, it's a great and pick. My last one is probably the one I'm least sure about because it's the heavier games are what I've dipped my toes into a wide variety least because you play a heavy game like once a week or whatever. Yep. But we played so much Great Western Trail that I might have said that two years ago that that was the game I keep, but now I'm kind of done with it. I think, and maybe the listeners can guess, Beyond the Sun is going to be my pick. I think the tech trees vary so differently. They're coming out with a new expansion. I'm really excited about that. If I had to, that was the heavier game that I play for the rest of my life. I think I would be happy with that. Interesting. So Dominion surprises me not at all. That was one I would have picked for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other two I would not have guessed. I think. Oh yeah. Yeah. What would you have guessed, or do you have even have a guess? Um, I may have put Kalis on your list. Really? Wait, Kalis? Is that the one I'm thinking of? Yeah, no. I think so. You're thinking of Hansa Teutonica. Hansa, sorry. I, I, yeah. I, I would have put Hansa on your list, I think. And it was the fourth game okay. in the list. And I went, I need Dominion, but Hansa is kind of in that medium game slot. Do I pick Hansa or Dominion? And I had to go with the sheer size of the Dominion Empire, you know, like how big, how many boxes, how... Yeah, yeah. yeah. And Hannah yeah. loves it, so... Yeah, Dominion's almost big enough that it should not obey the expansion rule, but... Oh, well, then I think, I pick, I think it's legit. No, it's legit. I think it's no, legit. No, then I pick Warhammer 40k. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Magic the Gathering. Magic the Gathering, yeah. <laughs> All, All right. right. Do you have three that you yep. you picked? I just didn't write them down. I was like, like I said, I was gonna see if you wanted to try to guess. I do want to try to guess. Okay. Okay. Do you want to talk about what you considered before? Yep. So I did consider the same things you did. Okay. I made one. I made so I didn't in my head classify mine as small, medium, and heavy or anything like that necessarily. Mm-hmm. Um. Those categories exist more so by accident, but what I was more considering, especially for two of them, was not their their heaviness, but the kind of gameplay. Okay. That's hmm. probably all there is to say about it. All right. Well, I think the first one is the most obvious one. You love it because it's so abstract. It's going to be chess. Okay, I was going to also ask if this had to count. Oh, because, you didn't even put chess on your list? I mean, it's on there, but it, I was curious if you were going to mention it because, like, it's so old, it almost doesn't, like, fit into the category, I feel like. Like, it's more of an item of history than a board game. But if, <laughs> if we want to say that it's in the list, then it would be in the list, for sure. Oh, man. So it I depends on... Believe- that this time came around and you didn't have chess on your list, you won't ever get to play it again. <laughs> <laughs> so realistically, do you think it, it counts? I, I would think so. It's a game that you play on your table. It's a board game. All right. All right, then, yeah, it's, 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 it's one of them. 
Okay, let's give it an honorary mention because you've got three other games that I want to guess. Okay. Uh, I think that you'll go with Everdell. If yep. only because it's so many things as well. Yep, and Everdell was one for sure. Nice. Oh man, now is where it's going to get tricky because I figured you'd have chess and Everdell. But now you there's have two one other you're games. almost for sure not going to guess. I think. Oh yeah. I think I, you have a really good chance at the the one of them. Well, I feel like you're going to want some sort of party ish game or lighter game, and then the one I've heard you talk most about, I think, is Tortuga. Okay. Is that on your list? Nope. Ah. All right, you're gonna have to lay them out because I don't think I can spend an hour guessing. Okay, so the other uh, non, I guess, small game I picked is Root. Oh, I should have guessed that one. It went through my mind a couple times, but I thought, is he going to pick Everdell and Root? Like, they're very different. I I know. You you did preface it with, you didn't think of the weight thing. Yeah, and so Root, and then the sort of... um, competition to root for me with scythe and oh, yeah. these, my list is kind of like boring as far as like the what you might see on the bgg list but uh it reflects my personal experience with it and scythe and root are both kind of the more um you're fighting for space and you're doing a little more interesting not like worker placement engine building kind of stuff right um but root won out because of the expansions partially and uh, all the different factions working so differently. And uh, mm-hmm. the theme wins out by a tiny bit, I think. It's all the fuzzy animals and things. It's just too good to pass up. For sure. I have like three friends now who are getting heavily invested into Root. And I right. still want to own it just for the cute animals. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that was another pick for me. And yeah, even though they're both forest kind of themes... Like, yeah, yeah the, the actual gameplay is very, very, very different. Yeah, it's wildly different. And the third, and this is the one that you're almost not going to guess for sure, uh, is Hive. Um, oh. It's not a game, but it is a light one. And it's one that I often have like in the car. And it's one that I've played on a beach. And I've played it in a restaurant. And I've played it like in... A, I think I may have played it in a plane, honestly. Um, So Hive is the game where the pieces are like the domino uh, stone material kind of stuff. And there's little bugs on them. And um, it's surprisingly deep. It's a two-player abstract. um, But it's... uh, I I like it for its mobility and portability. Like you can... There's no board. You just start placing pieces down wherever you are. And it's surprisingly deep. If you want to like look into it, there's... Uh, places online that do like uh, cups and tournaments and things and there's people talking about strategies and uh, there's quite a bit of talk that still is going on about uh, Hive. Right. Um, so uh, with the two, you know, medium heavy tabletop games, my third was one that I can like literally almost throw in my pocket and, uh, right. you know, play anywhere I want. So That's your chess substitution. If you couldn't and, have chess on your list, yeah, that would yeah. that would have been the the uh, the switch out for sure. Yep. 
So there you go. Everdell, Root, and Hive. Now, Hive yep. is cool. Like I've, I think I have the app on my phone, and I played played around with it a little bit. But just it's like those little hexagons, and you always got a place beside. But then your different bugs have different powers, or they can like jump all the way over or yep. move around or that kind of thing. You got to eat the other player's queen or some such. You need to surround the other person's uh, honeybee. And you have a spider, which moves three at a time. There's a grasshopper, which just jumps straight in a line. It jumps over pieces. There's a beetle, which goes on top and like covers a piece. And then it becomes that color. Oh, yeah. There's a mosquito, which copies the power of whatever bug uh, you're touching. Um, (laughs) There's an ant, which can move any number of spaces. I think that's about it. There might be one more. I mean, the theme is yucky. Yucky bugs. <laughs> I also have. There's multiple versions. I also I, I have the uh, the carbon version, which is the black and white. It's a. I think it's the a little bit bigger even. So it looks, in my opinion, a little more classy. Oh uh, yeah. Than the colored. Uh, other there's a there's a mini version and there's a the normal colored version. Yeah, there's um, a hive pocket. Pocket. But you, yeah. You don't have the pocket version, but you're carrying it around in your pocket anyway. Yeah, the bag that comes with the carbon version is like, I don't know, like three inches wide. Oh, yeah. That's about as long as your finger. As long as what? Your finger. Like your index finger from your base knuckle to the tip. That's about three inches. Yeah, I'm, I've it's in my been in my car for a while, maybe four inches. But anyways, it's 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 not super big. It's got some weight to it, obviously. But but there's yeah. also just something fun about like placing the pieces. It's a satisfying feeling with that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Anyway, it's got that weight. It's just such a nice material. Yep. yep. Nice, excellent. Well, if you, our dear listeners, would like to send in your, if you could only keep three games, and I know oh, yeah. we just. We just did the the contest for three games you're playing right now that you love, but they could be different. So if you've got three games that you're like, this is it. If I could only have three, it'd be these three. Or if you want to tell Adam that chess is a board game, <laughs> and that he had to include it, and he is totally out of the loop now. He's Magnus Carlson, will not talk to him ever again. Then you can do that. Send an email to us at theturnturtles at gmail.com. Adam has Twitter. I'm on Instagram and Facebook sometimes. So come and check us out there. Adam, do you have anything else before we shut her down? Yeah, the email we were going to read and talk about. Oh, man. I skipped right over it. (laughs) I was also going to say I'd be really interested to hear if there's anyone out there that would keep some of the things that we just wrote off without even thinking about like maybe someone plays a story game so slowly that like well I'll just keep that because like you know I'm going to play Gloomhaven over the course of like five years or something you know maybe someone does love it enough or would play all the characters or replay I don't know maybe that person exists I'd be interested to know you know what I was thinking about with games like Frosthaven and Gloomhaven that their scenarios and the story they matter but what what I love is leveling up in the characters and that so if you could have something that generates new content for the game constantly like if they put a 
for Frosthaven, let's say the community made content for it in perpetuity, maybe that would be a way to keep Frosthaven as one of your keep games. But also, what if ChatGPT made content for your storyboard games for as long as you wanted to? Yeah. What I if mean, you there's never needed a DM again. And there's there's <laughs> games out there that try to do that already. Oh yeah. Like like I I, I think I've mentioned before I have a game that I've never played called Folklore, and oh, that is yeah. a full deep um, RPG with no DM. Um. But there there may even be people out there that just want to try to play Gloomhaven on its hardest difficulty and will spend, you know. Lots and lots and lots of time just <laughs> grinding through that. Yeah, maybe. Spend their lives hating themselves. Yeah. <laughs> All uh, right, we do have an email. Do you want to... Yeah. I think summarize the email. You don't need to read every... Yeah, so I won't read it out loud. Or like I won't read it word for word because, like you said, it's kind of personally written. But we got an email from Conrad who is just saying that he really enjoys the show and he listens to it while he's walking his dog. Uh, He did not tell us his dog's name. Um, Boo. Come on. (laughs) Um, But yeah, keep it up. He's enjoying the show. He's going through some older ones. I'm sorry to hear that, but I hope you still enjoy them. (laughs) Um, He's looking to try out. And I think the most important part of of the episode... Of this whole episode, no, of the, the email, is that he has a copy of Brass Lancashire. So he says we can borrow it. Right. Would you want to play that and figure out why Birmingham is better? Sure. Have, have we said that Birmingham is better? No, but this. the Board Game Geek community has ranked Birmingham like in the top 10 and Lancashire oh, gotcha. in the top 10. So I just have to assume Birmingham is better, but I don't know. Yeah, we'll definitely try it out. Nice. Let's do it. Thank you, Conrad. Cool. Thanks for emailing. Thanks for listening. Agreed. Yes. All right, I've done the outro. Now what? Uh, do it for real. I'm going to leave Thanks all this in. Thanks for listening, everybody. Feel free to contact <laughs> us on the internet if you have any questions. Our email is theturnturtles at gmail.com if you want to borrow some unlock games or tell Adam how cool he is. He's on Twitter. I'm on Instagram and Facebook. Be sure to t- tune in every other Friday and for an episode of the Trun Turtles. Trun Turtles. <laughs> See ya. Bye. The Turn Turtles were here. That's it for now. Thanks for tuning in.